Hello, gorgeous. It's me, Mo Click. We're at the Black Agenda. And of course, you know, we are moments away from Election Day. This election is a huge one. We've gone through so much in 2020. This has been one of the craziest years of my life. I've only been here for 28 years, but at the same time, this has been, a, or what I thought was a long 28 years until 2020 came, and it just became so much longer. You guys, we cannot sleep on this election. This is a pinnacle moment. I'm so pinnacle, I had to go get somebody, a councilman, a young, a young councilman. You guys, we all talk about, you know, making change, and we want to be the change that we see in society. Well, this young man has actually become that change. This is Councilman Antonio Brown. We about the same age. <laughs> Y'all can see. I don't know what. How, how did you do this? Talk to me. I heard you're like a millennial councilman. What's that about? Yeah. No. Uh, one. Thank you for having me on here with you. And um, yeah, you know, I I became what you just said. I was the one that would always talk about the change that I wanted to see, and then I just realized that I wasn't seeing it. So mm. I needed to be that change, yeah. and I, I ran for office and. Um, I ran against the establishment. It was it was hilarious because it was my first time entering into the political space of Atlanta. Period. How long ago was this? When did you uh, a year and a half. So so I was sworn in April twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Wow. wow. Yeah. And now you're a councilman. No. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel? How was that for you? It was surreal, but I think I didn't put as much value into it as others did in this city. What do you mean? Like. I ran on the basis that I wanted to help people. Yeah. And that's all I cared about. I didn't power. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even care really about the power or the influence or the relationships or the network that you're exposed to in these in this position because that wasn't why I was running. I was running to help ensure that uh, the least of these were a part of the conversations being held um, in these meetings that would discuss the welfare of our city moving forward. And you're like, why aren't I in those conversations? Yeah, basically. I, I really believe that, that we are the future of this country. And I think that um, it's like we said, you have to be the change you wanna see. And sometimes being that change is taking the responsibility mm -hmm. and giving back to the same community that has lifted you up and supported you you know, for you to be able to do the things that you've done. So I believe this is what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm giving back to community. I've always gave, given back to community, mm -hmm. but now I'm being intentional about ensuring that as a council person, I'm able to give back in ways to change the lives of others. That is dope. What were you even doing before you decided to get into the law? So it's interesting. I, I ran a fashion brand with Jason Derulo. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I ran And a you decided to... <laughs> Turn it around like that? Yeah. I actually, I was led by God, and I, I made the conscious choice to pursue it. But yeah, I mean, I left the fashion industry to pursue, um, you know, becoming a city councilman. That is so crazy. So you, <laughs> Jason Derulo's homeboy, and now you're a councilman. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say he's homeboy. Well, we're going to say it. We're going to say you were his homeboy. I'm going to say business partner. Okay, business partner. What the heck ever? Like, you're living this rock star lifestyle, and now you're talking to people in business suits, and you're having meetings, and everyone's, hello, how are you? Yeah. Do they look at you weird? Like, how are they, how are they responding to you? I think that I am the most uh, non-conservative 
member of Sydney Council. I think I'm probably one of the only ones with a bunch of tattoos. And I noticed the tattoo on your neck, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I went through some shenanigans with that when I came on to council. What did they say? Oh, there's some rumors of people saying they're here for a council member with the neck tattoo. This guy. <laughs> they know exactly who to go to. Yeah, That's so crazy. yeah, it's been a good experience. I mean, you know, I think I think I underestimated what being a council member consisted of. I thought right. I could I mean I thought I could manage my fashion brand and be a city council no person? Way. No. <laughs> I mean, this job requires so much. Like, you're literally responding to constituents seven days a week. And and if you allow yourself, you know, 12 to 15 hours a day. What know? do you say? What do you do? What do you just say, hey, concerned citizen, I hear you about that pothole. I'm getting on it. What, what are these exchanges like? Yeah, it's interesting. I am learning to set boundaries. I, I had no boundaries before. I like, wanted to, to give be, all of yourself. Yes, I wanted to yeah. be Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It caused me to have like a breakdown <gasps> where I was giving so much of me that I wasn't taking care of myself. I was eating like once a day. I was just going nonstop because, you know, when people are struggling and, and people are out here dying and, and people are trying to survive mm -hmm. in a city that claims to be a city that's too busy to hate and and that's the black mecca in America. Yeah, get me started. You know, <laughs> you know, the least of these haven't haven't had the opportunity to see any of these things we talk about. Mm -hmm. So when you know that and, and you come from that, see the difference is I come from these environments and experiences. I'm not just someone sitting in and you know seeing something that someone read about or wrote about or talked about. Mm -hmm. I've lived it. Mm -hmm. I've lived in poverty. I've dropped out of high school. I've had those experiences where I had to make certain sacrifices for the well-being of others. And sometimes I was sacrificing, you know, um, my own well-being, you know? So when you go through those things, I think life becomes a little different in how you see the world and how you see your position, this position as a council member, you just see it different. The responsibility is greater. That's crazy. So I guess most of the people who you work with, they're much older. How much older? 10 to 15, 35 years old. I mean, I think, I think it goes up there. Really? Yeah, I mean, Cleta so, Winslow's been a council member, I mean, for almost 30 years. I mean, I'm only 35. We come with this new energy, you know, when you have these eyes that say, I'm gonna make a change, and then you have someone who's been sitting on there for 35 years, do they ever push back and go, he's young. They all want to make change when they first get here, but trust me, it'll go away. Do they have that response to you? I believe there there were several council members that had a bit of reservation when it came to me and um, the policy issues that I advocated for on behalf of the people. And still to this day, mm -hmm. you still see a lot of that on council. I mean, I just pushed a food truck uh, legislation to help establish a comprehensive program in the city of Atlanta. Because you're out here and you see a lot of people have their food truck businesses. Yeah. And they, they should just, they should have an opportunity to thrive in As they city. should. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about s simple legislation like that that you just think is just makes sense and yet 
we still have a council member. It wasn't many, but just like a council member that she, she just didn't understand it. She didn't believe in it and she didn't support it. Which, she was older. Yeah, she was the one that I said that's been on council. Uh, oh, was, for 35 yeah, years. Yeah. I don't know if it's 30 right. or 35 years, but she's been on council for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, it's just interesting just to see the disconnect in her perception of something versus uh, the reality of the world we live in right now. Yeah. You know, and that, that's that's what council is about. There's a difference of opinion and perspective. And it's about finding a place of compromise where you can work together for the betterment of all people. Or you would hope that's what council was all about, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you would have faith that that is what council is it, it is about yeah. um, and should be about and continue to be about. You know, and it's not always the case, but you know, that, that, that comes with, that's the nature of the beast. The beast, what a beast it is. You know, the first time I saw you, you were on stage rallying a group of people to stop taking the BS that we've been given. You know, we were um, at the Capitol, I believe we had just walked from the Atlanta University Center and you were with Lil Baby, shout out to Lil Baby. He actually <laughs> shot his video that day I'm in his video, yeah. <laughs> didn't even know it was being shot at the time. And I was like, wow, you know, this guy, he's so young, he's so passionate, he's screaming to the top of his lungs. Like for all the other people who spoke, they were people with the NAACP. They were, you know, members of the Black Lives Matter movement. I didn't really see too many politicians, you know, on the stage rallying, yeah. especially when you weren't necessarily running for anything. You yeah. know, if you're out there, it's usually because you're running, you know, yeah. that's why you're there, not because you actually care. Yeah. So that was... That was fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I believe in community. I've always believed in community. And I think because of that, I see things a lot different. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, I guess that's why I started the People's Uprising Task Force. That's you? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, I see you guys stickers all over the place. Yeah, yeah, So we, we you know, I, 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 I co-founded it with oh, Representative wow. Park Cannon. And um, it's just interesting because I started it because I felt like we had to get back to the people. That Atlanta has lost its way mm -hmm. um, and um, it's no longer about the, the people that really should be the decision makers. Mm -hmm. The people that vote their elected officials into office that should be representing their interests. And, and I've seen us over the last seven years I've lived here move away from that. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, if, you, if I have to be the instigator or the disruptor, mm, the, person, the, disruptor. the agent of change yes. to, to shed light on, on this, then, then I will. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I was, I was doing an interview yesterday and I said, um, you know, we're so used to being okay with just having a seat at the table. Mm. Like we, we've become, Complacent. you know, yeah. And, 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 and comfortable to the point where we no longer question that seat at the table. And the reality is, is that we don't need a seat at the table. What we are we the table. What we need, talk we, to us. Well, we are the table. The people are the table. And we invite our elected officials to have a seat at the table. So that how do they have so much power then, if we're yeah. so powerful? Because we allow it. We give permission. Do we get permission or do they just take it and then we are... You can't take something that is a God-given right of yours. Someone can't just take that from you. 
You have to give them permission to take that from you. Do you think the slaves gave permission? Well, let's be clear, and I, I, I hate to, to go to, to kind of get into the nitty-gritty, but it was our people that sold our people first. Okay. We sold our people to the white settlers that, that, that came into Africa. You know, so, so I say that to say it again, we give permission. I'm not saying the continuation of it was... But they couldn't have done it without our Absolutely. And I believe that that was the beginning of it. But as as society evolved, as our consciousness elevated, we realized like, no, we're not going to be slaves no more. We're not going to be slaves to a system like you are no better than we are just because the color of our skin. You are no better. You do not deserve any more rights than we do, regardless of the color of our skin or, or our gender. And and that's what is continuing to happen. And, and you know, we spoke earlier about the fact that this is not our fight. You know, you, you know, we inherited this fight in which we are fighting, and we inherited it because again, the consciousness continues to elevate. And as the consciousness elevates, people evolve, and their minds, you know, wake up, and they realize, like, oh, I have power. Mm. I have the ability to affect change. I have the ability to be a disruptor, an instigator, a change agent. I have the ability to bring people together, to unite generations, to come together regardless of our differences. We have that power. We just make the conscious choice not to operate in it. And the reason is, is because we're okay with the distractions that have been laid out to keep us segregated. We're okay with labels. We're okay with titles. We're okay with these segregating factors that continue to disenfranchise the people. As long as you're on the right side of the fence. And, 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 and to be honest, I mean, sometimes I, I, I feel like, you know, what is the right side anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, you know, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinions and, and, I, and I respect everyone's opinion. And I don't, I try not to judge people based on their opinion. Uh, but, you know, you, you may say this is the right side and someone else that looks exactly like you comes from your exact background may say, hey, you know, this is not the right side because their experiences may have been different. And I think that's, to me, uh, the art of people is coming from a place of unconditional understanding to be able to relate to something in which you've never experienced and be able to appreciate it for what it is. That is the most beautiful thing about people. And when you're coming here from a different state and you're coming into Atlanta, trying to get Atlanta back to what it was when you first got here, do you ever feel that maybe I should take this love and energy and take it back to where I grew up? Do you feel like I've abandoned my home and helped this up these other people? So it's so funny because um, I was just speak. I just got back home from Texas, from mm-hmm. Houston from visiting my mom, I surprised my little sister for her birthday. Oh. And uh, the conversation was, he told me about Atlanta, and he's doing all these great things oh. for folks in Atlanta. What about Houston? Oh. He should be running for mayor in Houston. And I'm oh. thinking like, I wonder 
what it would have been like to be in at politics home, right? in, at home in Houston. With all your people around you. Yeah. People you went to school with. Yeah. Because they would be asking for favors. I don't know if you got homeboys here like, bro, can you go back and talk to Superman? No, you know, I think people here respect me. And they know that I'm a man of integrity. And they know that I believe in doing the right thing. So I don't really get that. Like the whole favors thing, I've seen it. <laughs> okay, I've seen I'm it. Like... like, let's be clear. I've seen it, not between myself and others, but yeah. between an exchange of others, I've seen it happen. Mm. But, but people really don't approach me. And I think because they know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak the truth. Like I'm going to say what it is, whether you like it or not, that's just who yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the favorite. No. I don't want to hear what I did wrong or right. Okay. <laughs> help me out. And listen, now don't get me wrong. I will help people, right? Because I believe, like, people call me sometimes and they're in weird predicaments, whether it's coming in contact with law enforcement or they're dealing with a financial circumstance within their living arrangements or, or maybe they're homeless. People reach out to me about those issues all the time. And, and I immediately step in and help and provide assistance. Sometimes I've done it outside of council, just, you know, picking up unsheltered folks and taking them to, you know, a shelter. People you don't know at all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I've been told so many times I should stop doing Boy, that. Boy, this place is crazy. I know. I would be the fool to act like something wrong with me then just take everything you have. Has yeah. that ever happened? You ever been in a bad no. situation trying to be good? No. That's good. God has always protected me. That's crazy. I had this, um, since we were um, having this trending topic on the radio where it was this video that came out. You know, everybody has those ring lights at their door where you can ring the doorbell. They yeah. can see you yeah. before anything happens. So this woman, she banged on the door in the middle of the night. She's naked, butt naked, banging on the door, asking people to let her in. And they didn't let, whoever store, they didn't let her in. And this man comes out of nowhere. He snatches her by the hair and drags her back to the car and drives off. The question was, if this is a woman at your house in the middle of the night, are you letting her in to save her life? Or are you saving what's already in your house because you don't know what she's bringing with her? No, I would let her in. You would let her in? Absolutely. Would you have kids in the house? Well, I would make sure I take the precautions necessary to ensure their safety, but I would definitely let her in. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Everybody was like, are you crazy? This world, people were calling in and saying, Mo, I love that you have a heart, but you're going to die having a big heart because that woman could have set you up. That guy could have planned that. They could have come with guns. You ever feel like your big heart might get you in trouble one day? So it's funny. I've had this conversation with someone before. Really? And we got into the conversation about Jesus. <laughs> what would Jesus do? <laughs> and, and let me tell you, they said to me, they're like, Antonio, we love your heart. Jesus had a good heart. But even, even they even crucified Jesus. <laughs> on the so, you know. So yeah. imagine what that do to you. Exactly. So I think that, um, I don't know. Maybe my faith in God is just so strong that, you know, I, I, I would feel like I would be protected. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to, before we get out of here real quick, everyone who should be voting at the polls, do you have a message for them come November 3rd? Yeah, I think the message is very clear. Um, you have a civic responsibility to get engaged. 
you know, um, marching down the streets with your fists in the air, hollering about Black Lives Matter. That's cute. And I appreciate that. But the real work is going to require us to get into these positions so we can get into these rooms and be a part of these conversations that are affecting the changes that we want to see in our community. And the reality is we can't continue talking about this. We can't continue crying about this, yelling about this. We need to go out there and we need to affect the change we want to see. And part of that is, is doing your civic responsibility of voting, getting to the polls, voting, whoever you may vote for. Whoever that might You know, be. Republican, Democrat, Donald Trump, no, Biden. No, no. I mean, you know, seriously, I just tell people, you know, I'm not here to, to sway who you vote for, yes, but you need to get in that voting booth and you need to vote you period. have to exercise that right yeah they they fought too hard they fought too hard and too long for you to be at home on that day people was in the streets bleeding you know getting bit getting burnt up for for you to be at home not at all you, you gotta go bro absolutely but not vote for trump if you're going for trump stay at home <laughs> side note side part i know he's talking about stay at home <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yes, it. It's been great. You're awesome. Oh, no, you are. Um, make sure y'all comment. If y'all need anything, y'all let me know. If y'all have questions before the big day, I got you. Just make sure you comment and let us know and let everybody know you're tuned into the Black Agenda.